Hey gang, Ross Brand here for LivestreamUniverse.com. Welcome to Livestream Stars. It's Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, although we are going to be taking a couple weeks off from Livestream Stars the next two weeks, but we've got a great guest for you tonight, Nick Mattingly from Switcher Studio. Be an opportunity to talk all about mobile live video production and live stream stars is the show where we feature talented broadcasters delivering high quality content across live stream platforms and it is as you know brought to you by livestreamuniverse.com check it out we got a brand new resources page up with uh, a lot of good products and services you may find helpful in getting your live video programs shows broadcasts going um, all things that I use <coughs> and uh, am comfortable recommending. So check that out, livestreamuniverse.com slash resources. So let's uh, get right to it. Our guest is Nick Mattingly. Nick, welcome. Uh, let me give you a uh, introduction. I'm getting lazier and lazier about the introduction <laughs> as time goes on because I feel like we're a community and you're part of the live video community. And so Everybody knows Nick and, and Switcher Studio, but if you don't know, Nick is the co-founder and CEO of Switcher Studio. It's a mobile video solution that makes everyday iPhones and iPads link up and operate like a complete TV studio. It's used by sports teams, educational institutions, religious services, professional broadcasters, nonprofit organizations, artists, musicians, marketers, and content creators around the world. Nick speaks at conferences. I saw him at Summit Live. He also writes about live streaming, online monetization, and new technologies. And Nick has expertise in technology that helps groups and organizations identify areas of opportunity, increase exposure on the web, and optimize efficiencies nick it was great meeting you at summit live and thanks for coming on the show yeah you found my linkedin <laughs> yeah i did very good very good awesome. you, you could read along if you have uh, if you're connected to nick on linkedin you can read along at home <laughs> <laughs> reminds me when i worked in radio and some people would just like literally rip the ap copy and read it on air word for word Hey, it's great. It's like, you know, hey, if you subscribe to AP at home, you can read right along <laughs> with our friendly newscaster. Um, so tell me about the good news. Switcher Studio 3.0, you're telling me Summit Live was about to come out. Now it is available. What are the the new features? How's it going so far? Yeah, so as, as you mentioned, and for those that are new to this, uh, if you're broadcasting to Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, it's super easy to go live right from the native app, but if you want to do anything more, we want to be the answer. And uh, with Switcher, you can use your iPhone or iPad to stream to those same platforms and add photos, videos, bring in your computer screen, do multiple cameras, all with hardware you already have. At the end of last year, we launched a new product called Switcher Go. This is a free version of Switcher that you can download on your phone and go live straight to Facebook or YouTube, use the built-in camera and add up to four photos or pre-recorded videos that you can switch to during your broadcast. So if you want to brand your stream, uh, you can do that. Uh, we, we actually met someone at Social Media Marketing World recently with Clearwater Aquarium. And it's the aquarium where the, the dolphin from Dolphin's Tale is housed. And they did a broadcast last week uh, where they branded their broadcast. They had the logo for the aquarium on their stream. Uh, with Switcher Studio, 
you can do all those same things, but you can do multiple cameras and graphics and picture and picture, and it's a full-blown production tool. Our most recent update, we added the ability to take pre-recorded content. So this is Switcher Studio 3.0. If you had a show introduction or B-roll, or you did an interview with someone previously, you can now cut to those during your broadcast. And it really opens up a lot of possibilities for what you can talk about and how your broadcasts are formatted. Um, two other features we'll jump into, and then, then we can kind of keep the dialogue going back and forth. Uh, advanced camera control. So if you're using a native app, everything's automatic. It's super easy, but what you see is what you get. With Switcher Studio, you can actually ease in and out as you're zooming. So it's how quickly you go from one point to another. You can adjust the depth of field so you can get a digital SLR effect and blur out the foreground or the background. And just those two pieces, you can really enhance the quality of your broadcast. And it keeps going into white balance, exposure, color correction. You can control this for all of your cameras using iPhones and iPads. And the other piece we were really excited about in this new update was a whole new uh, way to interact with the app if you're working from your phone. So when we first launched Switcher, it was primarily uh, an iPad app. So you would use an iPad as the main device where you would set up your broadcast and control everything and make your switches. Well, now you can do all of it right from your phone. All of the features are there. And uh, all you need to do is go to our website, switcherstudio.com to create an account and get started. Wow, that's awesome. So now... Um, there was, there was a, a long, long list of items that um, people are you different use cases, let's say, right? That very long list in that bio that I read. Can you break it down and give some real examples of why or when people would say, okay, having this mobile production ability would be really useful? And in particular, this wouldn't be the type of place where we would do a desktop or use big production equipment or anything like that. What are the, what you see are like the ideal use cases for uh, live mobile video production? Yeah. So for, for us, we, we don't want to put switcher in a box. And uh, because of that, we've seen it used in a lot of different ways. If, if someone were to go live right from the Facebook app, it's going to be single camera. It's kind of, a lot of times a selfie shot, you know, whatever you can do in arm's reach. And what you see is what you get. Um, we want to enable groups, individuals, businesses that want to elevate their broadcasts and better represent themselves or their brand so that they can make quality content. And where we have seen this used a lot is within the Facebook community, Facebook is really heavily pushing live video in, in a way that, they're really encouraging everyone to do it. Anyone can go live. You do your kid's birthday party or you could be at your grandparents or you could call a friend. They now have the two-way uh, conversations that they're starting to roll out. So the thing that we're doing right now, you can start to do that right inside of the app uh, from Facebook. But you can't add your logo. You can't do multiple cameras. You can't bring in your desktop. So we've seen businesses really benefit from this. If you're a group or an organization where there's a community uh, around some kind of content or idea. Switcher is a great way to use gear you already have and start making better videos. Uh, what, one of my favorite 
Broadcasts is a, a guy that, that has done a lot of content on, uh, what's the platform? Busker. Uh, but he's been using Switcher and Facebook Live for some of his broadcasts. It's a show called Foamy Homies. He does a kids-friendly <laughs> puppet show on Facebook. Like, we never thought you were going to build Switcher and people are doing puppet shows, but it looks great. He's built a, an awesome community, and it's super, super cool. There's another guy. It's Rodney Rogers, and he started out with a podcast, and now he's doing videos on YouTube, and it, it looks like a reality TV show. And they're going out in the Everglades and, like, shooting video in – the forest and in the swamps and he's going back to the studio and set up the mic just like you are and is able to cut to that content and talk right. about it in his program. Uh, another awesome, awesome example. There's a, a guy that had a Vine channel called Brittle Star. Tons and tons of followers. They've done work with Disney and big brands. And since Vine has been kind of consolidated into Twitter, they weren't able to leverage that in the same way. So they've actually taken their audience and they're doing daily broadcasts like a morning show on Facebook and they're using right. Switcher to bring in their computer and do a weather cam and talk to their wow. guests and show photos. And so it's, it's all over the place. There's people that are doing it for themselves, for their hobbies, for their businesses. And um, you're, you're using gear you already have. Right. Right. I want to say quick hello to Rachel Moore. Great to see you. We talked earlier on be live TV on uh, Jeff Adams, be live weekly show. Michael Joseph Murray is here. Dr. Akina Finch, Claudia Santiago, who's going to be hosting, wow, about 11-hour uh, music fest tomorrow in honor of uh, Mario Armstrong's Never Settle show. And I saw Eileen Smith here, and she said she's on her phone, so forgive me if comments are a little awkward, but I did see she had a question, and she also mentioned uh, Switcher Studio she said uh, during her presentation at Social Media Marketing World, the question Eileen has, I think a lot of us have with any app that we use is, will we ever be able to see Facebook comments from the app? Yes, that is going to be in our next update. So NAB is wow. a, a big <laughs> industry uh, show for professional broadcasters uh, that is in April in Las Vegas. It's actually the second largest trade show in the U.S. right behind the Consumer Electronics Show as far as attendance. But it's it's not a for everybody conference. Uh, so this is where television producers, radio hosts, Hollywood guys come in to see all of the latest cool things that are happening. Switcher is a official partner with Facebook. Uh, we're one of 12 official Facebook Live partners. And our next update, which we will be releasing right before NAB, it's at the end of April, will include live Facebook chat uh, where you can see it directly inside of the app. You won't have to monitor the stream separately or have another device running. We're also introducing DJI Osmo mobile support. So if you've seen the, the little gimbals, DJI, the drone company, has taken their, their camera stabilizer and made a handheld version you can attach your phone to. And in our next update, you'll be able to Take one of your remote cameras or a secondary camera, uh, iPhone or iPad within Switcher, and remotely control that gimbal. So from the main iPad, you can move your finger across the screen, and it's going to go where you tell it to. So you could have an unmanned pan-tilt-zoom camera using something you can pick up at Best Buy. Wow. Welcome. Uh, Sabrina Cadini is here from uh, Summit Live. Great to see you, Sabrina. Um, so now I'm probably a rarity in that I almost went live for all my live streams from desktop for like the first 
I don't know, over a year, right? And I'm just starting to do some mobile. So the idea of mobile production and do, getting sophist more sophisticated with mobile is a little bit scary. Like, how would you recommend easing into it if you're new to doing any type of mobile video production? Yeah, I mean, these, these types of broadcasts, the interview format has done really well on Facebook Live in particular. Uh, and, the, and there are a lot of great desktop tools for doing that. But if you're not in the studio and uh, you want to do a pop-up show or you're going to an event, it's not always realistic to carry around your computer and capture cards and cameras and all this gear. So I have a four camera set up on me all the time in my laptop bag. I, it doesn't take up any more space than what I'm carrying anyways. Uh, if you haven't tried Switcher Studio, there is a free version called Switcher Go. You can go to the App Store today for Apple, uh, iPhone, and iPad. Download Switcher Go and create an account. And it's really easy to sync with your YouTube or Facebook account and go live, Facebook in particular. Uh, so a pop-up production, you could use the built-in camera and just stream like you always would. You don't have to do anything different, but hit the button. That's the hardest part is just right. hit the button. Uh, but a another way that you can kind of kick that up a notch is to bring in a photo or a pre-recorded video. So let's, let's imagine a situation where you, you want to talk to a business in your community, or you want to talk mm -hmm. about your business, take a photo of the storefront, get an establishing shot. Think of it like a right. story. You want to tell your people where you are, the people that are watching, uh, go in the store and take some pictures or short video clips of products. What are you selling? What are the specials for that day? And if you have the logo available, go ahead and add that to your phone and you'll have that as an option. So with just those three pieces, taking a photo at the front of the store and the things that are happening inside and having a logo, you can intersperse those during your broadcast and have a much more professional looking stream without a huge time investment and without right. any investment in extra gear. So with Switcher Go, you could use it with just one, one mobile device? Exactly. Wow. Okay. And so now um, for Switcher Studio, you would need at least two mobile devices. So Switcher Studio, you can also use just the one device okay. and still do really great productions. Uh, the benefit of Switcher Studio is you can do unlimited photos and videos. So you could add as many as you want. You could build uh, images with overlays. So if you had a lower third or something with transparency you wanted to include, you could do that as well. It also comes with a free screen sharing application for Mac, where your computer will show up as a camera inside of the software. So if you have a website you want to show, a video, a presentation, if you're doing a Skype call or a Zoom or Hangouts, that's now available inside of Switcher Studio to mix with other elements and rebroadcast. We're also working on a Windows version. They'll be available later this year. Now, you remember back when um, you came out with Switcher Go, I did an update. I was using Wirecast at the time from desktop. I still use Wirecast, but not for my, my Monday night interviews. And I went to actual video clip that you guys had produced to show how people would, would use it. Now, if I was on mobile using Switcher Studio, um, would I play that from the desktop or could I actually store a video clip like that in, my, in a mobile phone right. and so play it from mobile? All right inside of the app. So okay. it, any photo or video that's saved on your device is available as a source. Uh, okay. so you, you had a video segment, a uh, an interview, a commercial, a bumper. Um, 
you can add that right from your phone and cut to it. Now you, you can also play it back from your computer. So depending on the workflow, that might be a good solution. But one of the really cool things about Switcher Go is that it works with Switcher Studio. So someone that's mm -hmm. using the, the paid professional product, uh, if you're doing a broadcast and you show up at an event, you could grab someone in the crowd, have them download the free Switcher Go app, and now they're a cameraman. They can be a part of your production. Wow. And when they leave and go do their own thing, you know, they have a great tool for making video on their own. You don't have to go live. You can even record. So I, I, I know I keep going on and on, and there's all right, these right. cool things you can do. I, really, it just comes down to making content, hitting the button, being consistent. Uh, you know, live video is still early. We've seen some platforms come and go with Meerkat and Blab and <laughs> Facebook and, and Twitter are really putting a lot of muscle behind live video. And, you know, five years ago, it was kind of weird for people to post pictures of their food on Facebook. And now that's all we right. see are photos. Video is, is still early, I think. And we're going to see more and more of it. So getting in early, being consistent, making good content and standing out are right. going to be really important. And this this enables you to produce at a higher quality and more visually interesting than what the average person is doing, just going live natively uh, on their phone with Facebook uh, Facebook's mobile live app. Um, I want to bring some questions in here. Also, want to say hi to Terry Johnson. Good to see you, Terry. Thanks for joining us. Um, Doctor Finch asks, "How many people can?" I broadcast at one time. I have a co-host and a guest. Okay, so with Switcher, you're using iPhones and iPads. They have to be on the same local network. So you're using Wi-Fi as kind of the bubble. You go into the settings on each device and make sure they're on the same Wi-Fi before you start. Uh, with that, you can add up to four cameras. So you could do up to four additional iPhones or iPads that you could switch between. So imagine an interview situation. You could have a wide shot. And you could have two angles shooting across where you could get a tight shot of each host. And maybe you have a, another shot on the audience or showing the entire setup or using the screen sharing component. So you can do up to four videos. Uh, those are other devices that are running Switcher Studio. If you want to add photos or pre-recorded videos, you can do as many of those as you want. Just add them to the queue and they're available to cut to and, and intersperse during your broadcast. But with Switcher, it's, it's a creation tool. So you're linking it with your Facebook account or YouTube or Periscope producer or the list goes on. Uh, there's lots of places you can send it to. Uh, you know, you're leaning into those other platforms for the distribution, but using Switcher on the front end to, to make that content. And so can you bring in guests who are remote or you have to ha they have to be in the same Wi-Fi network locally? So with the multi-camera component, they have to be on the same local network, but using the screen sharing tool for Mac, you could do an interview through Skype or Hangouts or Zoom or you know, any existing platform or tool. Mm -hmm. The person on the other end doesn't have to do anything different than they normally would. It's going to be a familiar workflow for them, but you're able to just mirror your computer screen and, and it's available inside of Switcher. Okay, so you're taking their image from your say from a MacBook or some type of laptop, right, that you have with you, and you're pulling that into Switcher. Are you, they're hearing you back through in real time? So uh, you're your guest or just like you are in Zoom, uh, using Zoom, say in Wirecast or some other, some other uh, like OBS or something like that. Is it the same, same exactly. concept? 
you know, the the uh, interactive part. You're using existing tools. You're right. having a conversation like you always would um, in in situations where you're not broadcasting. Just Switcher allows you to grab that and make it part of your Facebook stream. Uh, and, and I can drop a link in the comments on on that workflow or how to set it up. Uh, one thing to note with Switcher Studio today, audio is managed separately. So the main device where you control everything, audio has to come through that device to match up with your mm-hmm. production. Uh, so there's little adapters you can get to bring in uh, you know, TRS to the headphone jack or through the lightning port or you know, bring in audio from a mixer. There's a lot of different ways to interface that with your iPad or iPhone. So by default, it's going to use the built-in mic, uh, but it's it's really easy to bring in other audio. Um, film f- feed, film fest feed, easy for me to say. It's tongue twister. Says an option for presets would help if I close and reopen the app. I lose all settings. Um, anything? Okay, so uh, if that- you're Adding photos or videos, you can build as many as you want. Within Switcher, there's also options to do multi-view effects or uh, do different picture-in-pictures. Uh, so we're never going to be done with Switcher. We are going to continue adding features and getting feedback from our users. Uh, managing projects or grouping those is something that we're looking at and, and will be working on. So someone that's using Switcher, if you're not already, check out Facebook Switcher Studio Enthusiasts. We have a user group for other people that are using Switcher where they can talk with one another. You can share pictures of your links or pictures of your broadcast, ask questions. Uh, our team also jumps in there and, and will help out. So it's, it's a really good way to lean into the community, um, ask questions, and get feedback. Hey, Dave Basalto's here. I think we were supposed to be on a panel together at Summit Live. Uh, anyway, glad to... Uh, connect with you the other day um on facebook hey stephanie lou is here good to see you terry johnson uh so she's on her phone <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, when you said it's good to be alive i was thinking what happened during the day <laughs> since i saw you on the, the broadcast <laughs> earlier <laughs> so I, I saw one of the comments come up from dave asking if each camera has its own camera controls uh with within Switcher, you pick one device that's kind of the central control for your entire production. With that, you can queue up another camera and remotely control all the dials and settings for camera one, two, three, four. So you can you can kind of work it both ways. You can go to each of those sources and enable the the sliders for camera control for focus, exposure, white balance. You can also do that for all of the cameras remotely from the main device where you run the entire production. So uh, Dave, if you queue it up to the preview window, the camera control tab is, is going to give you access to all of that. Stephanie Lou says that she loves Switcher Studio. It helped take our live event to a whole new level. I assume that's a live event that you did recently, right? <laughs> you guys, I think you use Switcher, so that's pretty cool. Um, so the support team is amazing, too. Dan Petrick helped me get everything set up for my event. Uh, Dr. Fitch said that would be great when I cover an event. Um, so let me talk, let me ask you about, um, sporting events. Cause you mentioned that, um, not an easy thing to, to cover, right? Fast yeah. moving, uh, particularly if you're trying to do stuff on, on mobile, although mobile phones are, are pretty good, have pretty good video capability, but h- how would you recommend, what would you recommend people trying to, 
shoot at a sporting event, maybe, uh, you know, local softball game or soccer yeah. game or something, and they want to practice putting together a production, what would you say to bring? How would you, you say to set that up? Yeah. So with athletics, uh, I, I think we immediately jump to the game itself is how, how can you do the ESPN production with all the cameras and the game from start to finish? And do you need announcers? And there are a lot of people that have had success using switcher to make those types of videos. But if you dial it back a little bit, I think there's some interesting ways you can use switcher and still make really great content for athletics. We actually did a post on this recently uh, leading up to the, in, the NCAA playoffs there were teams that were using Switcher for pregame, halftime, and postgame coverage. So not producing the game itself, but content around it, where you might uh, do a quick interview with the coach before the game or talk about stats and the matchup between these two teams that are going live, what the expectations or outcome might be. Uh, it might be, you know, and that's that's one broadcast. You go live for a couple of minutes and you've got a audience that wants this information uh, even people that are at the game want this information and you're able to fill that need. You know, halftime, you can do an update on score and player stats and uh, pull in players and, and do quick interviews or after the game doing the same thing. So I think uh, looking at athletics as pregame, halftime and postgame coverage is a really interesting way to use some of those elements to make it more dynamic where you might show photos or videos um, from you know a play or right. actually there was one broadcast. There's a, a smaller university here in Louisville. Uh, it's called Bellarmine University. They made it to the Final Four in Division Two, and they they did this uh, pregame, halftime, postgame coverage. And there were people in the crowd that were texting photos they took during the game. They were able to include in these little snippets. Uh, so it, you know that's a kind of a hack. It wasn't really built into the software to be able to do that, but they were able to share those resources and include it in in what they were doing. Now, if you want to do a whole game uh, coverage, the devices do talk over Wi-Fi, and you know if you're doing a baseball game and you want a camera down at third base and you want one behind the pitcher, you're gonna have to make sure you have a big enough bubble <laughs> to talk. Uh, so it, it is possible, but you have to take some time on the networking and infrastructure side right. to check with the venue or the school uh, and make sure that that is in place or that you can set something up to do that. So with some testing, with some planning, it is possible. Uh, we, we've seen some people do ESPN-style broadcasts using wow. Twitter and, and mobile devices. In fact, the WWE professional wrestling has been kicking the tires on switcher. For really? They, they don't do anything <laughs> for today. And they had uh, three guys around the ring with gimbals and cameras in the crowd and in the audience. And we're doing the whole shebang with iPhones and iPads. So, wow. um, you know, if, if those guys are poking at it, uh, I, I think anybody can, can make it work. Renzo Lopez says he uses Switcher for church uh, on our service. I like Switcher for audio, I use from Mixer to um, his iPad. And that's something, before I got into live streaming, I did not realize how many churches and religious organizations are streaming their services and, and other events. Um, how does it change when you're doing something indoors and you have lighting uh, concerns is that something that um, mobile phones kind of adapt not bad right to low lighting probably 
in some situations, right? Yeah. So I, there, there's a couple of things with video in general. Um, a, a lot of live video is this. It's the handheld selfie shot. First rule is get it on a tripod if you can. That's going right. to help a lot. Uh, rule number two, get good audio. So if you can manage audio, that's going to help a lot. And number three, if you can control lighting or think about lighting uh, for your broadcast, that's going to help out a lot as well. So indoor, outdoor, there are different variables that can come into play. But with the camera controls in Switcher, you can fine tune each camera and, and make sure that you have a better video. If you need to brighten that up a little bit, you can. There's even, uh, this is kind of a pro feature, it's called gray card, where you can, you can hold up a card on set and it's gonna auto configure the settings for your cameras to show the true whites and, and blacks in your video. Um, so you know, that's a more pro feature if you wanna dig into it, there's some information on our site, we can shoot some links over for that, or you can email support at switcherstudio.com. Uh, but if, if you're doing a you know, indoor production, natural lighting is okay in most cases, iPhones don't always do super great in low lighting, so, the better light you natural light you have, the better. Uh, if, if you're near a window, never shoot toward the window. You want the light shining on yourself or the subject. Um, otherwise you're going to turn out looking like a silhouette. Right. Uh, right. And so, you know, th these are, these are things that we're talking about in, in our broadcasts on our videos. And I know there's a lot of great live video communities out there that are asking these questions and providing resources as well. Um, but yes, lighting is really important. And if you check out our website, uh, there's, there's some good information there on that as well. If anybody wants to jump in and ask a question, we now have the talk show feature on Be Live. First time I'm, I'm hosting with it. So I put the link. Uh, you'll see it starts with BeLive.tv slash broadcast slash live stream stars, blah, 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 blah. Just click that link and come on in and you'll be in the lobby and I can bring you up on air and you can ask Nick a question directly. Uh, Dr. Finch asks, can I use my GoPro as well? I wish. Uh, not yet. <laughs> so what, there, there are a lot of cameras on the market with wireless capabilities. Uh, the challenge is that they, uh, in most cases, use different specs or protocols for how they manage that. And the way that synchronization for wireless cameras has been managed in the past is just to throw more RAM at your computer or whatever box you're using. These guys, we don't have a lot of RAM to work with. So that's that's one of the special things about switchers. We have our own method to make sure that when you go from camera one to camera three, it's going to sync up. It's 200 milliseconds of delay from what actually happens in the real world to what you see in switcher. That's six frames of delay. So it's super, super fast. Uh, with GoPro, when you enable its wireless capability, you're actually pairing your phone to the GoPro. So it bricks the Wi-Fi on your phone and we lose our multi-camera capability. So until the right. GoPro hardware changes uh, that interaction, it, it would actually be a more limiting uh, feature for Switcher because that's kind of your only camera. Right. Um, <laughs> so th there are, there are, this is something we're thinking about and we are looking at other options and I'm sure as the product continues to evolve, we'll have more integrations. But today it's iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, uh, we have the Mac screen sharing tool, and we're working on a Windows screen sharing tool as well. Now, you mentioned the importance of, of good audio. And on mobile, obviously, you can't plug a radio mic in and, you know, 
Uh, and so now Apple made things a little bit complicated by taking out the uh, the old headphone jack. So certain some some tools that we may have been able to use and sit on our our phones as as uh, enhancing uh, the the audio aren't necessarily easy to use anymore when they're swinging off the uh, the little connector adapter. What do you recommend now, particularly for people using iPhone sevens uh, who want to get better audio um, when they're when they're out shooting and and doing interviews and and just doing any kind of production that requires audio, which is almost anything we do on live streaming, obviously. So with with Switcher, you can use the built-in microphone if nothing's connected. If you're using the built-in microphone, try and be close to yourself or the person that's speaking. Proximity is really important for audio and internet and Wi-Fi and really a lot of things in videos. <laughs> if you can be closer to what you're sh shooting or where the sound is coming from, you're gonna get better results. So if you're using the built-in mic, get close. Uh, you can also bring an audio through the headphone jack. And one thing that's really important with mobile audio is iPhones and iPads use what's called a TRRS connection. So it looks like a headphone jack, like you would use from the headphones that you're wearing. But uh, if you were to connect a microphone with the same connection, it's not going to work. It, it, if you look at the adapters that come with your phone or the headsets that ship with iPhones and iPads, it has three rings on the end of it. Mm. And that's able to split the headphone and the microphone feeds. So you can use a traditional microphone that looks like it might fit, but make sure you get a TRRS adapter. Uh, there's also a really great adapter made by a company called iRig. Uh, they have one called the iRig Pre that's 30 or $40 that will connect to the headphone jack and allows you to bring in an XLR connection. So if you have a microphone like you're using uh, or an audio mixer, you can bring a line out and pipe that right into your iPhone or iPad. Now, if you have a newer phone that doesn't have a headphone jack, mm -hmm. those ship with a TRRS adapter uh, to lightning uh, mm -hmm. so that you can use that same connection. And there's also digital interfaces. So you could actually bring in USB microphones or audio interfaces. So yeah, mm -hmm. this is a, a big world. There's a lot of options. Uh, we try to test as much as we can. We can't test everything, but you, know, you can use the built-in mic. You can use something that will connect through the, the headphone jack or the TRRS or digital audio adapters. Right. And something we've also added recently is Bluetooth audio support. So if you have a Bluetooth headset, you could actually do wireless audio with Switcher without having to spend $400 on a special wireless system. Uh, so just pair the headset in your general settings like you would right. to make phone calls. And when you launch Switcher, that's going to be your audio source. So you can talk and have a camera across the room that's that's framing up a shot and still get great audio. So Carlos Phoenix mentions um, plugging in a radio microphone and a mixer on an iPhone and iPad. So you could use a mixer as well as using a, an audio interface, right? Absolutely. Because so I, it'll transform the analog into digital, right? <laughs> right. Just make sure you have the appropriate adapter. The iRig Pre is a great starting point. And if you're using the adapter that comes with your, your newer phones, you'll be able to connect that to the lightning port as well. So Will Kendrew mentions drones. Is there uh, going to be drone support for uh, bringing in uh, video from drones? <laughs> yeah, so we, uh, we do have the DJI Osmo mobile support. It's not using wow. the camera. 
uh, from this device, but the, the gimbal or the image stabilizer that DJI has produced, they have one where you can attach your phone and get a steady shot. Um, and, and we do have integration for that coming out in our next update in April where you can remotely control it. So you can have the camera move left, right, up, down. So we talked a little bit about that at the beginning of the broadcast, but those jumping in a little bit later, uh, that one is coming soon. The, 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 one of the first things DJI asked about when we contacted them about this integration and some of the, the cross promotions for the launches, uh, do you, do you want to get the drones working? So, you know, th these are things we're thinking about, um, and, and we, we will definitely be expanding the capabilities of Switcher, but for the best user experience, we've limited it to iOS devices today uh, be, because we can manage the synchronization and we know what hardware users have to some extent. You know, we get asked Android cameras a lot. Uh, you know, one of the big challenges on the development side for Android is they, they are running different versions of the operating system, different hardware, different chipsets, different cameras. There's a lot of variables that make it difficult for us to provide a consistent user experience. And so we don't want to put something out there half-baked. Uh, that, that is, again, something else that we're looking at. But um, we'll get there one day. All right. We're going to test out this uh, new talk show feature. I'm going to bring in Carlos Phoenix, who has a question. And uh, Carlos, good to see you. Fire away. What's going on, guys? Um, hey. This is Carlos. How are you? Uh, hello, Nick. So uh, it wasn't much of a question uh, as, a, as I think I was requesting the lower third editing capability. So if I create a custom lower third graphic, yes. I'll be able to just change the names on the fly. So if a new guest comes up and I'm in the middle of uh, some live event and I want to be able to add that name, right. that new person, instead of going into another application and trying to create a new lower okay. third, I, I would love <laughs> the ability to just <laughs> go in there and just be like, okay, so this now Joey that I'm going to be taking care of, you know. Yeah. So, so for uh, those of you who haven't used Switcher uh, yet, <laughs> you you can add lower thirds or your logo on screen, but you have to prep those graphics separately ahead of time. So you you would create a a PNG or image with transparency that you can bring on screen and you can move it around and size it and put it exactly where you want. Uh, so you can do lower thirds, but it, it's going to be used today in cases where you know who the guest is and you're able to get that information ahead of time and have it ready when you go live. Uh, live text editing is something we're, we're hearing a lot of people ask about and uh, we're looking at a couple different ways of managing that. One would be some type of text editing inside of the app where we could provide a couple templates and you could bring up the keyboard on screen and, and change that out. Um, we're not super crazy about the keyboard taking up half the screen. So another way that we're looking at managing that is actually through our dashboard or cloud services where you could uh, edit graphics from your online account and they show up inside of the app. So it's not only, and, and we could also maybe access that inside of Switcher Studio. So it, two benefits there is you could do it on the fly during production. But well, well it, may, it may not have to be on the fly. Manage during, it remotely. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be on the fly during production, but usually what I do is sometimes I get called on location. So I go on location and what's going to happen is I'm going to be like, okay, who are the guests? Mm -hmm. And okay, guess one, guess two, guess three. Cool. I'll make lower third one, two, and three. But it'd be cool to be able to do, you know, just one lower third graphic and then, which would save a little bit of memory on the device. Right. And then be able to just 
type in that graphic. So it doesn't have to be done during like while you're live, but right before you're going live. Exactly. Okay. Each graphic. So that, that would be a great way implementation of that. Awesome. Great feedback. If uh, Are you in the user group? Have, have you been checking that out? I don't think I am. i got to check that out on Facebook. Facebook. Is it on Facebook? Switcher Studio Enthusiasts. Uh, I don't know why we picked that word. It's hard to spell. But <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's super awesome. There's other Switcher users that are, are helping each other out and asking questions and sharing links. And um, we'll grab our nerds, lock them in a room, and see if we can make that one happen. I like well, it. Let me just quickly answer. Brian <laughs> is saying, Carlos, you could uh, have someone else create it. Yeah, that's that's not an option. Uh, I've been doing I've been doing this kind of production now uh, for about eight or nine years, and then with the iPad and iPhones uh, and all that stuff now for a few years. Um, and having someone else create on the fly and airdrop it as much as that is an option. When you're in certain locations, you don't get a good airdrop. Um, yeah, interference. <laughs> and so if you're, at, if you're at a convention or or if you're in some kind of a convention center and stuff, you, you, there's no airdropping. Um, mm-hmm. You can try, you can you can pray, but you're not. You're getting way too much interference. But anyway, so, uh, go on. No, no, no. I, I want to keep you just a second. So, how are you using Switcher? What what kind of videos are you making? Uh, everything. So right now, that's uh, mobile. Ross knows. I'm a mobile video live streaming person, and so I use Switcher on Periscope, on live, uh, Facebook Live on YouTube live on just about everything. And uh, sometimes we can even do multi streams and so well, a cooking show with multi-camera and, um, you know, so the capabilities of all these apps as best as possible. And so, um, if you have an iPhone seven, uh, and you're relying on audio, you can use the device, the headphone jack and put in your XLR mic with a, with a cable. Or if you want, uh, I have an eight mixer, um, where you can just plug in through lightning with the lightning USB port. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to have professional 24-bit audio right in your iPad through Switcher Pro. Uh, Pro. So I can go on and on. There's so cool. many devices out there. Awesome. Well, thanks, Carlos. Appreciate the question and uh, you coming on. First one, and its features seem to work pretty well. So thanks again, Carlos. Appreciate it. So I, I want to ask you... Um, a little bit about the presentation you gave at Summit Live, because I think this would be useful um, for those of us who are learning to step up our mobile video production and think more conceptually about a broadcast rather than maybe just grab the phone and go with the first thing on your mind, right? So you broke down kind of some keys to prepping for a broadcast for what to do when you're on the air and what to do after. Let's let's start with preparation. What are a few of the key things that people may not think of, but that are really important if you want to have a, a higher level style broadcast? Yeah, so I, you you had a good lead in here is your live videos, just the assumption that you can hit the button and, and that's it and you're out there and it's happening. But that is absolutely a possibility. And you see that a lot of cases with breaking news situations where it's just, you happen to be in the right place at the right time. And you're, you're going to be the person that's going to get that. But if you're doing video for your business or for an organization, uh, you want that video to represent you and your brand. And so giving it a little bit of thought before you hit the button, 
is going to help everybody. You're going to feel better about it. You're going to be more prepared. The people that are watching are going to have a better experience uh, because there's a little bit of form to what you're doing. And uh, that, that's something that we're trying to help, uh, I guess, educate people on how, how you can get over those hurdles, how you can make better content. So um, if you go to nick.live, there's a PDF version of the presentation I gave at Summit Live that you can download. Uh, you just put in your name, email address, and, and you can get the download link. And I'm going to be following that up with some other content around these topics. Uh, the first thing, if you're going to go live, is to think about the kind of content you're making and what your goal is. Uh, you know, if, if you're going to hit the button, is, is it to get people to go to your website? Is it to tell them about a new product that you have? Is it to tell them about a special that, that's happening today? Is it to give a recap? You know, what, what do you want the result to be because you went live? And if you, if you start thinking about what you want to get out of it, you're going to be able to build everything else up to help make that happen. Uh, you also want to think about who your audience is. Is this a, a, a private broadcast? It's just in a group of existing customers and people that are already using your products and services? Or is this something that is maybe on one of your public profiles that someone new might see? Is this someone that you know, maybe has never heard of you before that could be hearing about your business for the first time? So depending on who's listening, you might want to approach your broadcast a little bit differently. Uh, you also want to think about the platform that, that you're going to broadcast to. And there's lots of different ones out there. Uh, you know, Periscope and YouTube and Facebook Live, Instagram even has live video now. And, and there's hundreds and hundreds of, of other places that you could send your content. Um, if you already have built up one of these social platforms, you have an audience there, in a lot of cases, that's a good place to start. But all of these platforms are a little bit different in, in how you interact with users, what tools they have available, what tools you can use to broadcast or stream to them. Uh, as an example, Instagram is not open. You create and consume with the Instagram app. You can't use anything else to send video to Instagram yet uh, or as of today. So if you're going to do an Instagram Live, you're going to have to do that inside of Instagram. But if that's where your audience is, that might be a good place for you to share that information. Uh, if if you already have built a presence on Facebook and you have customers and you have followers, Facebook has a lot of tools in place to help make sure that those people see your broadcast or can get a reminder for when you go live or can interact with you in other ways afterwards. If you're already doing YouTube videos, uh, then your audience might already be there and it's going to be easier for them to get notified. So choosing right. the platform that you go to is also a really important piece because you have to make that decision before you can hit the button or before you download an app to go live. Um, is there one platform that, that people who use uh, Switcher Studio seem to gravitate toward most? Uh, well, we, we've made Facebook Live and YouTube really easy. Within Switcher, you can log in or link those accounts and, and manage the entire process directly inside of the Switcher Studio app. And then with Periscope, uh, it, Switcher does support Periscope Producer. So with a few extra clicks, you can, you can broadcast to your Periscope or Twitter account. Uh, but 
you'll, you'll have to read up on, on how to get that going. Right. So a, a lot of the uses are starting to lean toward Facebook Live, although a, a lot of people are broadcasting on YouTube. Uh, and as I mentioned, there are lots and lots of other platforms. But those, those are the two big ones for us is Facebook Live and YouTube. And we're really fortunate that we have a, a, a good relationship with Facebook through the, the partnership program. And we're able to get some information on, on new updates and things that are coming down and show them things that we're working on. And we continue to improve that feature and make it better in the Facebook chat that's going to be coming out in our next update. So right. uh, that's, that's one that we're really excited about. Um, but as far as live planning, the biggest thing is to go into it with an intent. What do you want the result to be? And if you think about that as, as you prepare for your broadcast, you're, it's going to make it more likely to get results uh, rather than just going live and hoping people show up. Right, right. Um, you know, the part of the discussion that you gave about um, going, the actual when the broadcast is going on, I think much of it is going to be familiar to already to people who are in, in this audience. So I want to just ask you about a couple of points, one which I tend to do and one which I don't do enough. So the one that I see that people that I tend to do, although maybe not enough, but people are, are not doing enough of, I think, in general, is recapping your content frequently, mm-hmm. which is the understanding that people are coming in and out, much like they would listen to a radio show getting in and out of a car. They're coming in and out of your browser, right? They're, they're going to check email. They're going somewhere else. They get a message. They get a notification. They're, they're looking at something else. They're listening. And then you forget to say, you forget to say, we're talking with Nick Mattingly from Switcher Studio. It's a great app for using live video from mobile phones. You can do a lot of professional aspects of production that you can bring in and things like that. Um, you take for granted that everybody here is just zoned in on the screen paying attention to every word and with you from beginning to end, when in fact, if you look at your views, and don't do it too often because it's scary, but there's a lot of coming and going that happens pretty quickly and pretty frequently. So, um, you know, from your from your point of view, why, why is that such an important thing? Well, a, a lot of Facebook usage is on mobile. So people are on their phones and it's, it's something we use in boredom. It's, you know, we don't ever want to be right. bored. And when that moment hits, we go to Facebook. So uh, it's in bursts. It's not for a long stretch in a lot of cases, but if you have good content, if you're consistent, if you're doing it on a weekly basis and they know when to tune in and it gives your viewers an opportunity to make it a part of their routine or plan to do it. You can't always just drop what you're doing as right, if you're right. going to watch what's happening right now but uh, i think a good way to put it in the context is if if you listen to a sports game you're never going to be upset about them telling you what the score is they could not possibly say it too many times score and time <laughs> nothing else right yeah, yeah. And, and with your broadcast you, you just can't make the assumption that someone has been there from start to finish so you don't have to completely recap everything that, that you're covering, but if you could reference earlier segments or you can give a quick update midstream uh, just to let new viewers coming in know what you're talking about, it makes it much more likely that they'll stick around and make it a little bit further in the broadcast because they, the, because they have context for what you're discussing or what they can get out of the broadcast. 
And then the other one, which I definitely don't do enough, and some people do well, some also probably need a little reminder from time to time, and that is your call to action. So, you know, please do share this out so other people can learn about Switcher Studio. And when you have a chance, head on over to LivestreamUniverse.com. We have a new resources page up, LivestreamUniverse.com slash resources. Uh, How much is... Too much? How much is not enough? What is the right balance as far as the call to action goes in a half hour to an hour live broadcast? Yeah, so uh, uh, if you go into your broadcast thinking about the goal, having telling your viewers what to do next now that the stream is over or now that you've watched this replay and, and giving them a next step is going to make it more likely that they take a next step. If you don't tell them where you want them to go or what, what they should be doing next, you can't uh, expect it to happen. So knowing what your goal is and having a call to action is going to help you get those results. And live video isn't always about the views. Uh, it's, it's engaging. It's interactive. There's a lot you can learn from the conversation, the, the things that you and I are, are talking about together. We're both learning. I'm learning from right. you. People that are asking questions are getting information. So building that relationship and having that exchange uh, can, can have a big impact on what you're trying to accomplish. Or going into a broadcast, asking a question or give, giving a theme for other people to think about and jump in on the comments, that's quantifiable in a, in a much different way than we had this many views and this many comments and this many. Right. It doesn't always have to be about the numbers. Uh, but if you have that call to action, it's helpful to have kind of your signature sign off. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a website that you can send people to or a place where they can sign up for your mailing list or right. they can buy your product, uh, that as a business, that's what you're going to want to push them to. If it's an organization, you might want people to join your group or to make a donation or to show up at your next event. Uh, you know, you can use live video as a way to get people to show up to this something in the real world right. uh, where you're doing things. So the, the sign off, the call to action can be very different depending on what you're trying to accomplish, but you have to, you have right. to go out on it or you're not going to see anything happen. And I guess if you're smooth, you can combine that with the recap, right? So we're talking with Nick Mattingly from switcher studio, check them out, switcherstudio.com. And also you can get the free download of his presentation from summit live at nick.live. You nailed it. Okay. So in the time that we have left and we don't have uh, much, just give me the key thing to do after a broadcast if you want to improve. How, what do you look at? How do you try and take something from the broadcast and go, okay, I'm going to get better next time? Right. So I, I, I think this is something um, that, that's hard to get in the mindset of doing unless you start doing video regularly. But don't compare yourself to somebody else. Use yourself as the competition. How can you be a better you? When you end a broadcast, take a moment to reflect and see what worked, what didn't, what could you have done differently? Uh, How were people engaging in the comments? Go back to the comments after the broadcast and make sure everyone gets a response. They are going to be much more likely to come back if you're building that relationship and having that exchange and answering their questions. There might be comments that came on that you weren't able to respond to or react during your program. There might be some that were 
irrelevant to the theme for that particular broadcast. So it wasn't a part of the conversation, but you can still help them afterwards. Uh, and, and then knowing, again, what your goals are going into the broadcast, you can start to measure those results afterwards. And in the presentation, we kind of recap this a little bit more. So you, you can download that at nick.live. But uh, <laughs> there you go. That's the call to action. Uh, <laughs> Nicely done. But I, yeah, you, you compare yourself to you, be a better you, and you'll start to have better broadcasts. Uh, that, that's something we're really trying to do ourselves here at Switchers. You know, we, we say, and this is, this is hard for me to say, but you know, we try to present our product as a, as a way to make better Facebook videos. Mm -hmm. And we're doing more content. We're going live. We're do, we do a, a broadcast 2 p.m. Eastern every Friday. We're starting to do more broadcasts during the week. Uh, we have to eat our own dog food. We have to use our product. But... <laughs> I still see some of our customer broadcasts that look better than the videos we're making. And we have to hold ourselves uh, to that standard. And how can we improve? It's, it's not always about lighting or audio or the technical things. It's, you know, are, are we talking about the right topics? Are we, right. are we giving people information that is helpful? Uh, are, are we sharing the information out? Are we responding to comments? Are we following through on, on what happens afterwards? Uh, there, there's all these pieces that you, it, it's easy to get tied up in. I need this gear and we've got to have our lighting just right. And our audio levels are too high or too low. It's the message that counts. Right. And I think, you know, using, using that as your, your bar and how you can tell better stories, how you can ask questions, how you can become a better interviewer, uh, th those are all going to help you make better content and people are going to watch. Be a better you. I like it. Thanks, Ryan. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. So that's Nick Mattingly from Switcher Studio. Thank you so much. Switcherstudio.com, Nick.live. Thank you so much for joining us. This has really been very informative. I feel like I've learned a lot. I, I think other people have too. And uh, Kevin Black says uh, Switcher has only show has only ever shown growth and ingenuity nice uh that's a great way to, to end love what you guys are doing um to elevate the quality of videos that people are doing on live stream platforms and do check them out again switcherstudio.com i will be back thursday night with live stream stars no no wrong show ask the expert thursday night kathy hackle will be joining us to talk all about VR and AR. She's also an Emmy-nominated broadcaster and on top of the latest in live streaming and tech. And speaking of Emmy-nominated broadcasters, Mario Armstrong is launching the Never Settle Show, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, Wednesday night. And I'm going to be hosting from the red carpet before. i got to get all the details from Mario, but I'm looking forward to it. And that will be on the Never Settle Show Facebook page and the actual show at 7 will be on the Entrepreneur uh, Facebook page. And Claudia Santiago tomorrow, in honor of Mario and the Never Settle Show, is doing an 11-hour music fest, uh, Flash Mob Music Fest, maybe the first one ever in Facebook Live history. So check that out. Going to be artists from all over the world joining lots 
of good stuff going on on live streaming. Thanks again to our guest, Nick Mattingly, Switcher Studio. Have a great night, everybody.